3: Enter the zone, the prophecy zone, your end time watchman, bringing you light in a dark world where truth is rivaled with a lie, and the matrix is normal life, Luke 21, and there shall be signs in the sun, and in the moon, and in the stars, and upon the earth distress of nations, with perplexity. in the zone so be ready to enter the light or truth about the end of days so you will be ready for the coming of the lord you are in the zone the prophecy zone so join us for the next hour as we look at world events in line with bible prophecy so you'll be informed and be ready for the coming of jesus christ
4: hey how's everybody doing out there i'd like to welcome you out to the prophecy zone Uh, We're going to be having some interesting guests, Um, first hour, uh, actually we have her for 30 minutes, uh, Rebecca Scott, and we're going to be talking about uh, the music industry, the Illuminati, Um, and uh, we're also going to have Fire Charger on, um, and uh, we're going to be talking about End Time Bible Prophecy. So um, sit back and relax, and um, as soon as we come back, we're going to bring our guest on. We'll be back.
5: Bad news to good news, no more ill street blues, transform from the old to the new, I got good news, ah, check it. Bad news, to good news, ill street blues, no matter where you move, cats still got their on you, ah. Yeah, I remember you hustling on the block at that time, it wasn't the gospel you had on the block. Shorty wear them Timber sacks, hung around the wrong crowd with the Jews in the paper bag. Things I had got into at that time was only a couple inches from life, a life of crime, till I found rhyming to be an architect, started working on freestyle so I could get that check, but not yet, down the road I met Jesus Christ, all the good in me, and he st- Saved my life, took the burning away, and my load was light. No bear and beer runs, creeping out throughout the night. Dreaming of the spotlight luxuries, no more hangover miseries. Fighting my enemies, sharp in my eyesight. But cats still hating on you, debating on you. My past is, boy, I got the good news. Straight from the headlines, blazing words, victory is mine. Like Kojak's Caroline, like Kojak's hairline. But cats sleep, proclaiming he'll be back next week. And talking cheap, but there goes the action. None. Now you see that proof ain't nobody laughing. Ah. Reactions of picture perfect. All the good news, most definitely worth it. No more bad news, brand new shoes from the offer room. Introducing my good news. From bad news to good news. No more ill street blues. Transform from the old to the new. Brand new jeans, brand new lifestyle, brand new profile streets are talking, got gossip for the day. You heard about Robert Jr., yeah, they can't got safe. But there's a time into the hood, gotta see it to believe it. Say it's just a sudden, he'll be back to his old habits again. Where's well, no pretense of transformation, criminal character been erased from the nation. My habit for the poison been eliminated, through God's laboratory I've been recreated. Cats still can't believe what they saw, and just like snakes in the grass, they plime my downfall. So I stand tall, enjoy the new status, tame the flesh, put the pre. To the practice and while cats bring up the past To expose you to the nose I put on wax so cats can hear my testimony Expose the phony, address the issues Give positive so respect to it's due And ah, uh, this is all said and done No sweat on my back cause the battle's already won So ah, uh, get rid of the gun, guy, God, God The only protection is from Jehovah Jireh But ain't cats ears all you hear is blah, blah, blah They want the bad news, but I got good news uh, yeah. Bad news, the good news, no more ill street blues. Transform from the old to the new, brand new town, brand new lifestyle, brand new profile, no more rugged child. Uh. Bad news, the good news, no more ill street blues. Transform from the old to the new, brand new town, brand new lifestyle, brand new profile, no more rugged child. Bad news, the good news, no more ill street blues. ah uh, news to good news, no more ill street blues, huh. bad news to good news, no more ill street blues, transform from the old to the new, brand new tales, brand new lifestyle, brand new profile, no more rugged child, bad news to good news.
6: That
4: was Bad News to Good News from my boy Robert from the military, one of my partners in the military. Um, people don't like when I play that. Uh, I don't know why. Maybe it's just too much beat. Um, but, oh well. Uh, I like it. So, um, i like to introduce my uh, guest. Um, she spent 25 years in the music industry, and she... Uh, um to make a long story short, I just wasted time playing. Um she she has um been exposing um this uh written of Brook Hip Hop Illuminati. Um Rebecca, how are you Rebecca? Let me hold off a second. I think I did not take that off the thing. Oh, that wasn't her. <laughs> I thought that was her unless it accidentally hung up. Well, anyway, um, just go home. Going until she uh, gives us a ring. Um, yeah, I thought it was arms folded. Must have been somebody listening. So, um, I'm gonna head go ahead to another break and see if I can get her. We'll be back.
2: prepared to re-enter the zone where only watchmen dare go and only the fearless do venture now from the lands of the pacific northwest in fema region six where we warn about your future in the rapture of the church the concentration camps of the enemy your host once again phil armstrong welcome back to the zone the prophecy zone
4: Syria and uh, the leader of Syria has, um, the leader of Israel has not ruled out um, going against um, uh, Syria and uh, starting an operation in Syria. And we kind of knew that this was going to happen anyway because Isaiah 17. Now, some people have been hitting at the fact that Turkey might have been the the cause of Isaiah 17 and it's um, possibility but I'm not ruling out Israel matter of fact I'm leaning more towards um, I'm leaning more towards uh, Israel of course because one reason is, is that the nations will start to say that we really need to get rid of all nuclear weapons uh, and the nations will of course, we know in the Bible it says that the nations will come against israel. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and take a break, and um, we'll be back after these messages.
7: Romans 6:23 says, "For the wages of sin is death, but the gifts of God is eternal life." Congrats to Jesus, our Lord. You're listening to the Prophets
8: for Jesus on Talk Radio.
6: got her
4: song. Um I'm just gonna go ahead and go into some Bible reading um right now and um what I wanted to talk about um uh, was uh the ten versions and and how uh the ten versions represent uh, uh, of course it represents the Jewish people but uh the Bible's written for everyone. And uh it is written for application for all people um to apply um the scriptures to your life and um and it's 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 written for reproof, um for growth, for discipline. It's written for all those those things. So when I normally put something on Facebook or YouTube, I get schooled, um, by someone because they say something like, uh, this is meant for the Jewish people. You have to put the Bible in perspective and, and, um, things like that. And, uh, I just say that, uh, we need to be able to use the word of God, um, the way we, um, as we read it, because if we don't use it as we read it, um, we are going to, um, uh, not be able to take advantage of what God's word is saying. Um, so the Bible talks about, um, uh, in Luke says, uh, pray that you can escape the things that are coming upon the earth. And the Bible also says that, um, be ye also ready for the hour that I think now the Son of Man comes. Um, The Son of Man is, of course, Jesus Christ. The Bible promised that he would come back uh, for his own in a particular time in the future. And um, we must be ready, the Bible says, uh, when he comes back. Now, um, some people believe that getting ready um, is just a phrase and uh, I want to explain that getting ready is not just a phrase it is um, a actual preparation according to the Word of God according to God's Word we are to be ready uh, for his coming Um just so y'all know i played a a rap song um a christian rap song um my brother um uh, johnson uh, from hawaii well he was living in hawaii when we were brothers um just earlier today uh, just um earlier a few minutes ago i mean what i mean earlier today and um if you listen to the words um uh, to the song uh, it was talking about, of course, Jesus Christ. Now, some people might not like that song, um, uh, particular music or whatever, what have you. Um, I don't see anything wrong with it. Uh, um, I really don't. Um, uh, You see something wrong with it. Uh, I want to know, <laughs> but, um, Uh, So, um, what, uh, what is music? Uh, if, if the music, if the words are dirty, uh, and I guess they're saying that a lot of people are saying that the music is too close to the world. Um, and and I, and I, you know, I can agree with that somewhat, but, um, when you listen to the words of, of the song um that's important. Uh, it was if the if the artist is glorifying Jesus instead of glorifying um themselves and then um if the artist is saying clear words um that is particularly glorifying Christ uh then I can understand but um, I say that song particularly um, because I wanted to make a comparison that there's a Christian music that uh, there's music that can be much cleaner, in particular um, <laughs> music that can be much, uh, you know, tolerable, uh, but actually glorifies Christ and, and, you know, and if that if that's a problem, y'all let me know and maybe I'll rectify that. I had one person write me uh email saying that um I don't know uh rap music is of the devil and then we can turn around and 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 you know, I put a a post of one of the Susan um Puzio's uh, radio show about Jimmy Swagger and they wanna rip your eyeballs out and it's true. So, uh, you know, which one's worse, uh, exposing uh, evil or playing rap music that actually has um, uh, Christian lyrics? Um, I don't know. I guess they're saying it's too much beat. I, I I don't I I really can't tell you what it was the deal. I'm gonna probably have to jump up in a minute and tell my son to regulate his uh, vibrations, if y'all know what I mean. Uh, my son gets off for school at five because he has after school programs, and <sighs> I like to get him away from the house because I'm actually in the garage, believe it or not. I don't have a studio, which this is my studio though. Um but um like y'all really care um but um i'm going to go ahead and take a quick break and then i'm going to bring on my guest i'll be right back Everything's sticking today. There's a lot of traffic on the Internet about 5 o'clock in the evening. Um, everybody's at home, all the kids at home, all the people at home from work. So, yeah, it's. it's I can tell it's sticking a lot. I'm probably not even probably cutting in and out and everything else. But, like I say, I apologize. Um, and I also noticed that my mic is somewhat what, lower than normal. Um, and once I tap on the thing, it actually goes up louder. But, um, anyway, um, I, uh, li- I'm glad to have on, uh, Rebecca Scott. She's, um, uh, in the u- music industry and, um, she's written a book uh, called hip hop, women, I the books talked about that a little bit. Um, but, um, She's been in the music industry for 25 years. Me, myself, I just not, um, I kind of knew that the music industry is kind of um, invaded by uh, secret societies a while back, but I kind of got into this recently, and I started seeing how actually strange things are actually uh, in the industry, but um, I, I'm glad to have her on, and I appreciate her coming on. Um, Rebecca, how you doing? Are you Rebecca, oh. how you doing? You there? Hello. Hello, how you doing?
7: Oh, how, brother, pull Oh my goodness, you would not believe the demonic interference that happened with me trying to get through to you. I have been oh, trying oh. to call you. I've been trying to call you since five minutes to eight. I
1: oh, was yeah. on
7: hold listening to the song. And oh. as soon as you made your statement about the song, I got disconnected, and then my phone um, kept telling me "call restricted, call failed." It's one of these government free phones, so I had to. Co- I'm in my lobby using one of my neighbor's yeah. phones, and so yeah. I apologize for not being on time. That's but okay. I'll give you as much time as I can. It should. Okay, that, uh, whenever you try to do God's will, the, the enemy stay busy.
4: Amen. Yes. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so
7: thank God for neighbors who are kind and and um, you know.
4: Yeah, and, we still got some of those. <laughs> yes, yes. But so yes. his
7: phone is on minutes, and I can't use up all his minutes. Okay, and, that's fine. Um, so I'll give you as
4: much as I can. He said I can do at least thirty minutes. Okay, um, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Well, it, it, later on, I'll, I'll, I'll um, be I'll, I'll be happy to to, to give you some, uh, access to something of mine where I give you free. If you, I mean, you got a computer?
7: I do, I do. Okay. Yeah, but okay.
4: I'm, I'm well, in my lobby right now. Cause okay, I I'll, I'll hook you up. I'll hook you up later. Um, yeah, and but I've
7: been well, emailing you, telling you I'm
4: trying to get through. <laughs> so I guess oh, you yeah. look at your emails. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I have a t T-shirt right in front of me, but I never thought about hooking it up today. But uh, oh, uh okay. yeah, yeah, I I'll do it next time. But yeah, okay. um so so um uh, let's look quickly go over how you got into the uh, music industry and then uh um uh, you start realizing and recognizing it was lot of work.
7: I got into the industry actually in the 70s. It was it wasn't even an industry at that time. Um African Bambada, he uh-huh. was um a gang leader in the Bronx. We had this gang called the Black Spade. Yeah. And I was the, he was the president of the male Black Spades, and I was the president of the female Black Spades. Uh-huh. And we had a we used to have um rumbles we used to call them at the time where we would fight the other gangs. Yeah. And he came up with the idea that instead of fighting, let's just have battles in the street, dance battles and rap battles. Uh Wow. So we would be, um, we had a club under the 3rd Avenue L around 169th Street.
9: Yeah. It
7: used to be an L over there. I understand it's not up there anymore. And we would um, set up the the illegal hookup with the um, DJ turntables and and get the juice from the street lamps, and we would have parties where people would come out and, and sing and rap and dance and, and do break dancing. Uh-huh. And another brother named Cool Herc, uh, he had come from Jamaica, and in Jamaica the kids were doing something called toasting, which mm-hmm. was where they would rap over the record. Yeah. And so he brought that over, but they weren't calling it rap back then, so we were doing that. We would make up these little rhymes about whatever and just say it over the record, and whoever had the most clever mind, they would win. And so that would be a win over the, um, as opposed to fighting it out. Mm -hmm. Um, Long story short, Hollywood found out what we were doing. It became so popular, and it drew so many kids, that Hollywood found out what we were doing, and Mm -hmm. Harry Belafonte, the actor, Mm -hmm. decided to make a movie called Beach Street. He came all the way to the Bronx. And wow. he held auditions, and that was how I got my first break. I was yep. in that movie. He mm-hmm. hired me as a dancer, and then um, from that, I, um, I was still trying to figure out how I could stay and fit in and, and fit in because I liked the paycheck and I liked that it kept me off the streets. But yep. there really wasn't much going on um, for black youth, and now we're getting into like the late '70s. And so here, um a lot of independent labels started setting up their um company, Sylvia uh Robinson and her husband Mickey. They had uh Sugar Hill, and they yeah. put out um uh, they had Sugar Hill Records, and then they put <coughs> out their group Sugar Hill Gang, yeah. and so more people started getting interested in in the music uh, the hip hop, which we call rap back then, after Sugar Hill made such a success with Rapper's delight. So, there were contests being held all over, so I got myself two girls, and we made a group, and we went to a competition against what would be the fat boys yeah. and um, we lost miserably because uh, Darren and them were really talented, uh-huh. and so I realized that that wasn't my forte Rapping wasn't my forte, yeah I was a good writer and lyricist, but I couldn't my my delivery was terrible yeah. it was cute, and we thought we could get by being cute. <laughs> and that that didn't work back then, <laughs> and so I um I started learning the business side of the business, and I wound up managing artists. My first group was Main Source, who had a ballad rap called "Looking Out the Front Door." And then I, I I started working with people like KRS One. I managed him for three uh, oh god about four years, yeah. um and then I later on I had groups like Mad Lion, Channel Channel Live. Uh, Mad Lion was an independent rap, uh, reggae artist. Uh-huh. And um, I worked with Tupac I put out a movie about pop Called The Thug Immortal Which was um, it was put out in 1997 And I just, you know From there I just started getting in Wherever I can fit in I worked at Atlantic Records, EMI um, Quite a few of them So needless to say I know this game pretty good
4: Wow, yeah that's, That sounds I can listen to that for a while I mean, it sounds interesting
7: <laughs> Yeah,
4: yeah so- thank
7: you It was a wild ride, yeah
4: so once you got into the um, establishment, you started working. You were you were considered a suit, I guess. If you, <laughs> but uh, once you got in there, when did you start realizing that um, hey, this thing is tainted?
7: I'm sorry. I'm, I'm. Go ahead.
4: When when did you realize that uh, that that there was a, a conspiracy in the music industry, or or it was okay. beginning to be a conspiracy?
7: I Because I was victimized by it. In the 90s, that's when a lot of my friends started getting pop. Um, yeah. In the industry, there was a hip-hop police. That was true. A lot of people think that's something that was made up. It wasn't made up. It was actually true.
9: Um,
7: and there was um, people who were going down for things that they may or may not have done. Um, yeah. One prime example was my friend John Forte, who was in the Fuji, and they caught him for drug trafficking. They caught him at the airport. The funny thing yep. is, is, the two white girls that was with him, they got off scot-free. Wow. And, um, yeah, yeah. And then they started investigating record companies. Um, another friend of mine, Herb uh, uh they investigated his label, uh, Murder, Inc., um, and him and his brother went before the judge um, charged with drug crimes. And during that time, I was introduced to a woman named Patricia Dirt. And her family was the billionaire Dirt Organization who owned a very expensive um, multi million dollar property in Manhattan called the Durst Building, among other properties?
9: Yeah.
7: But this building happened to be across the street from the recording studio that myself and Mad Lyon owned together uh, on 42nd Street in Times Square. And the building is now called Number Four Times Square, but at the time it was called the Durst Building. And Patricia somehow found out about me. Now, this is this wealthy 40 something year old white woman who managed to get close to me, she uh, approached me in a coffee shop. Every morning I would get my coffee uh, right next door to where our studio was. And she just started chatting me up real friendly. But her motivation was to actually get into and find out about the hip-hop music industry, which at this time in the 90s was becoming very lucrative. You see, the thing with these people is money. That's what they're after. This is what they like. And this is what they want to control. And people don't realize that. So um, Patricia chatted me up. We became friendly. And I wound up getting a $3 million office space in the Durst building. Wow. But in return, yeah, and I didn't think about it because, you know, when you're young and you're getting money like that, I mean, I had money uh, coming and going. So I was living the fast life, you know, uh, limos, uh, eating out every day. And, you know, not to mention that I was in the world. I wasn't staged. I was worldly. So. Yeah. You know, I was getting high, and that takes a lot of your brain away. When they say this is your brain on drugs, that's the truth. People need to know that you cannot think rationally if you're getting high every day. Yeah. And um, so I didn't even see the trap coming, and I wound up transporting um, cocaine for her. Her family, they were were in bed with a lot of uh, people. One of her brothers actually was arrested in Philadelphia. It was all over the news. Uh, Robert Durst, he cut somebody's head off in Philadelphia, and the police were after him. And these are billionaires. But you know they act crazy, too. Look at the Kennedys. I mean, you know, Uh, rich people is not exempt from acting stupid. Uh And um, Patricia had me, she had a copy of my itinerary wherever my artists were scheduled to go. Now, my artists weren't down with this with me. They didn't even know. Mm. But um, I wound up trafficking drugs for her, and then when I saw that I was getting too close to get in court, especially after my friends. I had friends from Atlanta um, who wound up getting arrested. Um, One of them, Big Meech, that was my good friend, and his brother Terry, they were um, in a clique in Atlanta called BMF, which is the Black Mafia family, and they went down. And a lot of people don't know the real story behind that. They had backers. They had big-money, white backers. You cannot operate at that level without big-money, white People allowing you to operate, including the government and the feds. Yeah. And they, so when
4: they, they got the war on drugs, it's actually the yes. Op-
7: <laughs> yeah, they had billboards up. You can't be that that um bodacious with it if you don't have some kind of license. To uh-huh. do it. And and uh-huh. they had create they had license with the feds, but was the minute that things started getting messy and one thing these people don't like is when you bring attention to them.
9: Mm-hmm. And
7: so when I saw the MS um, get busted and, and meet um the girl he had at the end, she contacted me and told me, you know, what happened. I was like, okay, it's time for me to get out of this game. And the minute I decided to get out, I got busted at the airport just like John Forte. And I did 10 years. So I did 10 years on trafficking. And I was yeah. supposed to get life. But the way the DEA messed up is um, there was this young brother that they had hooked me up with, mm-hmm. and I was um, I was sleeping with him, and he was a fed. And he wasn't supposed to take his job that literally. So in order yeah. to cover their behind, they um, they gave me 10 years instead of the mandatory Rockefeller, which would have been life.
4: Whoa, yeah. Yeah.
7: So I've been home uh, two and a half years, and, and that's how I wound up in my current situation. I wrote most of my books in jail. To stay oh. out of trouble, because they sent me way. When you go to jail for federal uh, drug crimes, they send you as far away from your criminal cohort as yeah. possible. And um, I had what they called a. Um, yeah. I went down under RICO, which was a uh, racketeer influence corrupt organization law. And um, so mm-hmm. they, I had I had a crew. I had people who worked for me. Yeah. And so they took me down. They took well. my crew down, and they sent me to Oregon to do my time. And it was a very racist prison, I believe they deliberately sent me there. Um, I got sent to the hole more times than any other prisoner. And that's how my leg my legs got messed up. I wound up with a condition where my knees are, are very bad now because I'm five foot eight and they put me in a cell that was five foot five. So I couldn't stand wow. up for Yeah, I couldn't stand up straight for six months at a time. And the guards used to throw urine at me. Oh, goodness. I went through a whole bunch of mess, people fighting, a lot of skinheads and, you know, racist, white folks. And so I wrote my book. I decided when I was in there, I got saved, like a lot of inmates get saved in jail. And um, I got saved, and, and the spirit told me, expose them and don't even worry about it. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. Amen. And where I wrote Hip Hop Illuminati. I was like, these people need to know what they dealing with. And and the reason they were in the industry, believe it or not, they didn't infiltrate to put the drugs in there because we were from the street, so you know, we knew that we we could get the drugs. Most of us was dealing drugs before we got in the game anyway. Yeah. They got in it to turn the music around to control the minds of the youth. That yeah. is 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 what was really behind the agenda. But like yeah. anything else that's done in secret, you don't know until it's too late.
4: Yeah, yeah. Like a frog in the water. Yes.
7: And and my proof and my evidence, I don't know if I sent you the video I did about how the music actually was um, determined that it would work this way. It was done by a doctor back in the 1800s. His name was Anton Uh Mesmer, And he he conducted an experiment on people where he would put them in a room with dim lighting and flashing lights and play music. And see if the power of suggestion would come over them, and if they would, if they could be manipulated based on the environment. And he called it. This was part of his dissertation in France. They, he called it uh, uh, magnétisme um, animal, which was animal magnetism. And he found that people would react very sexually and very loosely and immorally under those um constraints. And then if you introduce the elements of alcohol and drugs, well
4: it's a wrap. Yeah, it's a wrap. <laughs> and
9: what much. do you have in
7: today's club? You have dim lighting with flashing lights and music.
9: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
4: Yep. Yeah, that's that uh, Satan's regime. Satan's yes. Yeah, that's Satan. He wants to come kill this steal and destroy. Yes. Um yeah, so When did Jesus come in? I mean, when when did you become born again?
7: Well, I went through several incarnations. I'm not even going to lie. When I came home from jail, I was so happy to be free. I went immediately back to the world. I couldn't wait to get high and to find a man and everything else that I knew wasn't good for me. And and so I did. I jumped in 10 feet first. But as I began to see that the Lord had a bigger plan for me, I began, mm-hmm. And I'm not perfect now. I'm not even going to lie and tell you I'm perfect now because I'm not. Yeah. Yeah.
9: But not really. I
7: live my life every day covered under the blood. And I, and, yeah. I, and I ask God to keep me, this new creature that I am. But I have to pray to, to stay saved. Yeah, because, we do. You know, you around the devil every day all day. Yeah. And he's always, especially when you're trying to do something good, he's always trying to interject and, and use his empathy to cause you to sin. Every day yeah. got to refrain myself from cursing people out. Every day I have to refrain myself. Well, not anymore, but I used to. When I first got home, I couldn't yeah. stay out of the weed spot.
9: <laughs> and I
7: had to pray. I had to pray the blood of Jesus to, to, to bind it. And it took a while, you know, yeah. because jail itself is hell. You can. It's hard uh-huh. to serve God. In a hellish place yes yeah. and then you know I, when I came home all the friends uh, quote friends unquote that I thought I had I didn't have when I was making money I had bought people cars houses put their kids school, all kind of stuff and when yep. I was in jail I didn't get not even a dollar commissary and I didn't wasn't nobody waiting for me when I got off that bus. I had wow. even even my family my own daughter who had all the best stuff in high school? She was the best dressed girl. Every designer thing she ever wanted, she had hospital uh-huh. money. All of that. She wasn't yeah. there when I came home, so oh. I had to go through the shelter system and I wound up in a place uh, um, which I'm still at, a single room occup- occupancy hotel. And uh-huh. I had to, you know, I had to struggle. So I would ask God, Wow, when is my suffering going to end? And as yeah. I began to get things revealed to me. I kept getting these books. So not only yeah. I had both hip-hop Illuminati and real hip-hop gangsters in jail, but when I came out, God told me, write about the New World Order, write about the manipulation of America, write, you know, and, and write about Hollywood. and all this stuff. And so all these books started coming out of me, and now to date I have eight books completed on Amazon and available okay. on my blog. Amen. Which is um the Hip Hop uh-huh. And and the Lord has kept me focused and my mind focused on higher things. And the higher he takes you in terms of your thinking, the less time we have for the lower level thoughts that we entertain in our human life. You yeah. know. He's getting me more in touch with my spiritual life. So now I don't have to battle every day to not sin because it becomes easier and easier the longer I stay in his grace. Amen. You know, and I don't just pray at night. I get up in the morning with a prayer because I never know what I'm gonna meet coming outside that door.
4: Hallelujah. Yes, amen. So
7: that's that's when I started, you know, changing, and I realized that you know you want to see different results. You got to do different things. And the world, what I thought was a party and was fun, it wasn't because it led me straight to hell. Hell was hell. Uh And ten years is hell. (laughs) I'm I'm lucky I came out. I'm fortunate and blessed that I came out with my mind.
9: Yeah, yes the indeed. People
7: did them guards between them guards and them inmates, and and them daggers, Oh my God! Wow. <laughs> <Amen>. <laughs> anyway, Amen. yes, to God be the glory. For well, God thank, be the
4: glory. thank you so much. It was hard to get. Dad in for thirty minutes, but I like to go um, about an hour, an hour and a half if we can one day, and even touch on Illuminati and, and things like that. Because uh, well, I, can, I
7: can give you a few more minutes. My neighbor <laughs> ain't back for his phone, and not okay. only that, you know, uh, I've got to pay. I'm paying him. So, oh, um
6: Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah.
4: uh, you, 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 uh, are you familiar uh, with, with Tupac and Biggie and oh, Absolutely. Uh, why yes. um, now? Did they try? Okay, was I was a good
7: friend of mine, and uh, Sean, yeah? um, yes, um, Sean, who was his manager, um, who uh-huh. now calls himself Diddy, but back then he was Puff Daddy. He's mm-hmm. one of the main ones I write about in my book because I knew him when he first got in the game. He yeah. relied on me to get him into parties oh. and and things because he was just a little wannabe. He was going to Howard. He was in his little frat. And that's mm-hmm. how he got his Illuminati connection, also through a white woman named Jessica Rosenblum, who oh. was um, responsible during that time. You had to go through her to get your artist into any kind of show or event that was a big money event. And yeah. Diddy used to follow her around like a sick puppy, and he didn't <laughs> ha- he didn't have a dime. He was a wannabe. But he always said, even to me, that he was going to be the man. And, and he did. He eventually became successful. But yeah. he was a dirty thing. And even back in City College, when all them people died, they died because Jessica Rosenwoman, I mentioned this in my book, because I was there. Heavy D was there. We were all in VIP because yeah. this was during the time when I was running those drugs, and I was one of the top female managers. So yeah. back then, you show up at these events, and people know who you are, and you got on all your jewelry, and they see the limousine. You don't have to wait online. You just go right through. You ain't even got to pay. Wow. Well, people was paying twenty five, thirty dollars $30 to get into this big basketball basketball game at City College. Do you remember when them nine people got killed? Yeah. The first, the first thing that he got negative, um, his name attached to. That happened because he wanted his name all over the promotion, all over the flyers, as the head of the event. But the real head of the event was Jessica Rosenblum. But because she was white and she knew that black like, people didn't, most people didn't like her or respect her. So because of that, she kept herself out of the limelight. Like she just wanted the money. And how them people got killed it was never released to the media, but she was the person who was collecting the money at the door. So even though she let Diddy put his name on the flyers and everything, she collected the money. You know, they they make sure they don't let you too close. You can be in the house serving the people, but you ain't going to be where the money is. Yeah. And sure enough, when the shots went off, because there was some shots, but nobody got shots. Back then, people would do shots just for entertainment. They'd throw shots up in the air just to say, hey, or the party or whatever. And Jessica got scared and thought she was going to get robbed. And she had the security guard supposed to the exit. People were the only way that people could get out. And mm-hmm. so she could protect the money box. back then, when they would be on the door, they'd have a cash box. And yep. she was behind the other side of that door. And that's where those nine bodies were piled up. Six of them were piled up at the exit door because of her trifling Wow,
4: that's crazy! Yes.
7: But it never came to light because part of the agreement, this one Diddy He had sold his soul. Part of the agreement was that he was not—he was going to take responsibility. His name was on all the insurance. His name was there as the promoter. So she got off shot free And he and his loyalty—he had this dog-like loyalty to her that he was not going to reveal who was really behind everything. Because I'm six, six of the nine bodies was right there at that door.
4: Yeah, yeah. Now, yeah. The, the, what what's the process that these people go through to sell their soul? I mean, is it a is – is Well, it a, there's,
7: there's different things. In Diddy's case, he became a, 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 fraternal, a, a member of a fraternity when he was at Howard, and it was the okay. same fraternity that Andre Harrell was a part of, and that's how he met Andre. And yeah. Andre had uptown records and about um, – so, oh, here come my neighbor now. He's probably coming for his phone. But <laughs> okay. um, he uh,
9: – um,
7: Andre had, I'll just say this real quick Uptown Records where he had married Heavy D, all these big time artists The minute he and Puffy fell out Over some dirt that Puffy did Andre's Uptown Records Went out of um, Went out of business And Puffy started a bad boy And everybody to this day That signed to bad boy has to take a note And if they don't take it, they can't get signed. And the funny thing about it is Biggie took the oath, but he was already selected as the human sacrifice.
9: Oh,
4: yeah?
9: Wow. Yeah. So he had already been pre-selected,
7: yeah. Wow. So that's how it went down. That's exactly how it went down. Yeah. But listen, my neighbor is back. i got to give him his phone. And let's do this again, because there's so much more I want to share with you.
4: Okay. All right. Thank you.
7: Okay. God bless yes, you, brother
4: Philip, um, Do you want to ask me anything before I go? Uh, no, I just uh, wanted you to come back on so we can ask you a lot more questions. <laughs> okay. But God okay. bless. You. And, hey, so so how can they get in touch with your of your um, your uh, materials and books? How can they get a hold of that?
7: Http. hiphopilluminatiblogspotcom Com. That's okay. my um that's my website. All my contact information there. My Twitter is real underscore Holly underscore hood. And that, that's the name of my film company, Hollyhood films.
1: Mm-hmm. And
7: um and I'm looking to take this to the next level. Because yeah, people need to know. They need to know yep. what their kids are listening to. I have videos on YouTube, about seventy five videos on YouTube under the Hollywood name. Okay. And I have everything from why I refuse to own a television. People need to know what the television is doing to your kids' mind and video games and, and everything that the Lord has told me to speak about, I address yeah. Okay. Has told me to walk boldly without fear, and that is what Amen. I do.
4: Amen. Yes. All right. Thank you, sister. And I'll be getting in touch with you uh, probably in the next and couple of days.
7: Thank you so much, Brother Phil. And I look forward Bless. to speaking with you again under, under a little less um, – um dramatic circumstances with my own yeah. phone
9: and, and plenty of minutes. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Thank you. All right. Thank you too.
7: Uh,
9: bye. Bye bye. Well we'll
7: find right. you your
4: minutes, baby. All right. So uh that was a good uh, interview. Pretty short to the point. But uh we had to get it that way because uh she didn't have as much time. But um the uh my wire cast is going out so for those who are on justin tv i'm gonna have to shed it off and come back on um uh, because i think i'm sucking too much juice so um i'm gonna stop it right now and then we're gonna come right back on um fire is coming on in a few minutes so stay tuned all right so i hope that um uh, i hope that defeats the problem that we were having But uh, I'll be right back uh, in a few minutes. October 30th,
1: 1991. President George H.W. Bush initiates the Madrid peace process to divide the land of Israel. On the very same day, a freakish hurricane, now known as the perfect storm, destroys the bush vacation home in Maine, and the pattern continues. Each time America compels Israel to vacate its territory, our land is devastated on virtually the same day by Hurricanes Andrew, Katrina, the Northridge earthquake, and Joplin's killer tornado. Is this coincidence, or is there a spiritual cause and effect? In Genesis 17, 8, God promised the land of Israel as an everlasting possession to Abraham and his Jewish descendants. That promise still stands. Those who bless Israel are blessed. Those who curse it are cursed. Author John McTernan makes this open and shut case in his landmark book, As America Has Done to Israel, and the companion DVD, The Day of the Lord. For ordering details, visit John's online blog at johnmcternan.name. Romans six twenty-three
7: for the wages of sin is death, but the gifts of God is eternal life. Christ to Jesus, our Lord. You're listening to the Prophecy Zone
8: Unboxed Talk Radio.
0: Get ready to come into the zone for the next 60 minutes. Your journey will begin in 3, 2, 1. The Prophecy Zone. With your host, Phil Armstrong. Your watchman on the wall. wall, wall, wall. Bringing you into the knowledge only found as you pursue the, truth. pursue the truth. So set back and enter the zone of Bible prophecy and find the hope that every Christian should have. Find out what is going to happen in the year 2012 and beyond. The Middle East. The Mark of the Beast. The European Super State. Russia. China. Syria and more. So sit back and grab your cup of coffee and your Bible and be prepared to enter the zone. The Prophecy Zone. Prophecy zone. Prophecy Zone.
4: All right, we're back, we're back, and um, we, um, I don't know, this. these mics, I'm having a lot of problems today, um, Rebecca's Rebecca saying that she's having um, spiritual conflict with her trying to get on, and uh, I kind of see the problem, because um, I'm having the same problem with my um, Justin TV um, uh, software that I have, um, it's actually a good software when you're, when you're, when you're on it, but, um, uh, so, uh, let me, uh, talk a little bit about Bible prophecy. Uh, sorry about that. So, um, let me let, let me let me talk about a few things before my guest comes on. Um, number one, uh, so I, I people on Justin TV. This is more like a practice run. Um, it's not perfect yet because um, I notice that the thing keeps blanking out on me. Um, the uh, the 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 screen keeps blanking out. So when I switch to a screen, everything's breaking out, blanking out. So what I'm going to be doing is I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shut it off and I'm going to come back on for Justin TV people. Um, and then what I'll probably end up doing is getting an emergency mes- message saying, uh, I got to stop the, the, the broadcast for a minute for Justin TV so I won't have to say it to YouTube people uh, or, I'm sorry, for blog talk radio people. So, yeah, I have to... Um, to cut that software off and bring it back on technically I wish I can cut the computer off and bring it back on but on uh, this these computers suck up a lot of juice um, when you have these highly sophisticated softwares um, so um, fire charge is coming on and he's saying the same thing that Rebecca was saying he says. He said he got held up at work a little bit He said, sorry, bro, seems like the devil doesn't want me to, <laughs> to come on on the show. Uh, that's the second person in a row. So maybe that should give me a nice clue that maybe we're doing the right thing. Uh, Sometimes when people, people of the world don't believe that uh, trials and tribulations is a sign that you're saved, the Lord says that we should be wanting to enter into his sufferings because that is a clue that we might be uh, born again. It's when the enemy comes against you and what you're trying to do uh, for the Lord in the Lord's power, of course. And um, that's exactly the key towards um, success is to know that and I'm not Joel Osteen but but to know that the Lord fights your battles and when you have these trials and tribulations trying to get something done you have to go into the power of God in the power of God and when and God will clear the way for you I had a brother call, call me from Pakistan or email me from Pakistan saying that uh, he wanted to translate my radio program into his language and he speaks four different languages and he's a a, a pastor in Pakistan and I, I went on to his website and I remember seeing him. He's pretty credible. So um hopefully we'd be going overseas and getting some of our shows translated in different languages. Um I missed my screen up front because I, I can't get to the news in time to let y'all know what's going on. But um what I was saying earlier I kind of got distracted earlier with, with when I was trying to tell y'all the news. So I'm going to have to look into this camera so so forgive me for kind of like looking into the camera because I can't walk and chew gum at the same time. Um we are going to um we are going to um talk a little bit about uh what's going on over there, uh, because it's getting hot, folks. Um, It's getting hot over in the Middle East. uh, And uh, I'm believing that the Lord is trying to prepare us for his coming. Uh, It says, Russians S-400s relocated near Turkey. Hezbollah shifts units rockets into Syria. Now why is Hezbollah going into Syria, I have no idea. That's just like you hitting a bully in the face and you're like some teeny guy. You just like you're just you're just trying to start up something. Now some people say that Israel's trying to start a war uh on purpose and and uh, maybe that can be the case because in Pearl Harbor there is proof uh that uh that maybe the united states and the president of the united states then um roosevelt drew drew uh, japan into the war and then uh they they needed an the excuse and and it's, it's been proven time and time again with documents and and an old um um uh, manuscript and old uh, memoirs that, yeah, that was the case, that that the Roosevelt did, uh, in fact, know, knew that the that the Japanese was going to attack Pearl Harbor. Well, you have this playing out in many, many, many ways in the Middle East. You got the Libyan um, Lebanese uh, embassy being attacked and the 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 ambassador getting killed. Um, Simon, at the same time, let me look at this chat, this, um, studio and make sure, uh, salary Charge is not on there. Okay. So, we got these, um, different various riots, but then we got 9 11. We know 9 11. Uh, I'm not gonna say too much because people are watching this show, but I'm gonna say that 9 11 has inside job written all over it. I guess I went ahead and said it, but, um, <clears throat> so, um, you know, there are times when countries do things to get into specific wars, um, and it's been proven. It's not like we can't prove it. You know, Tower 7 of the 9 uh, Um Tower 7 collapsed by itself, and if I had the video on here, I would play it. And, and go look it up in YouTube, Tower 7 collapses by itself. Um, no airplane hit it, no nothing hit it, just took off by itself and then David Silverspoon or Silverstein or whatever heck his name is, the owner of the used to be the owner of the World Trade Center said to himself, said to the um excuse me, interview, uh, might as well said it to himself, that um that they decided to pull it. Pull a what? Pull the building. I used to be an engineer in the United States Army and that's exactly the word and the coding that we use. He decided to pull it. That means to let it go to, to blow it up, so to me, if you decided to pull that one, you might have decided to pull them every, pull them all everything else. Now, the Saudi arabians, nineteen hijackers, are supposed to went into the buildings and crashed into the World Trade Center. If that's the fact, then that that that's the facts. but um uh, I won't go too much into it, but I, I do want to say that Israel is looking for an excuse, but everybody over there is looking for excuse. Iran is looking for excuse, Uh, and Iran is playing perfect politics. I don't know if they're being coached by the Russians, but Iran is playing perfect politics. And what I mean by perfect politics is they're trying to make themselves look like the good boys. And uh, when you make yourself look like the good boys, you look nice and pretty. And uh, you try to do everything right until the Mach D shows up, and you want to. Um, you say you're the one supposed to bring on the Mach D. You're the forerunner. You're the one that's going to bring um, the, the the world leader who's going to bring a a a, a caliphate and 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 uh, control the world and destroy the infidels. And uh, that's exactly what's happening now. Is that Everybody is trying to trigger war. Turkey is trying to tr- trigger war. Matter of fact, the machinery that they got over there, um, uh, if, it, 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 it's beyond imagination. It's almost as if, if my, uh, you know, they are trying to set up for something. Uh, maybe the demons are calling them over there. Um, you know, remember the 11-11-11 when you had these these. Um, witches, went, they started in uh, New York, and they traveled all the way around the United States from New York, and they traveled all the way around the United States, and I guess there would be teams of witches, and they would stop at different monuments at different places, and they would say their chants, you know, and they would go all the way to California with us, and then the people from California, was, the witches will pick up, that group and leave and to go the opposite direction almost waving over the united states and um ever since then people started eating people and i ain't trying to be funny or nothing but that seems like the case um to me it just seems like um we are headed for um some destructive times um and I and I also noticed that the machinery, like last year, they started bringing that machinery over here. Now there is probably, and this is just a, a guesstimation; it's not, it's speculation. And I'll tell you, I should have like a, or a person come on speculation time. You know, you're, you shouldn't people probably fussing me. Well, you shouldn't speculate. And there's people speculating all over the place, speculating. You know, you you should use the King James. I use the King James all the time. Uh, that's all I use. I use the King James, and maybe one step down. Just, you should use King James. Somebody else probably say, "Well, you should use the International." Somebody else probably say, "You." Everybody has their own opinions. Um, do I approve of other opinion people's opinion? I have nothing to say. I'm not the per- I'm not God. I don't I don't have anything to say. But I I I, I just say. Uh, I just say everybody's entitled to their own opinion. I, me myself, I believe to me, when in, in Church of Philadelphia, when he says you have kept my word, that'd be funny when we get to heaven, we find out that he, with the word he's talking about, is the actual version of the Bible. With now people say that the Bible's been, you know, re- rewritten from Greek to 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 in Greek and Hebrew. Well, maybe there's a certain point where it loses its power. You say, the word of God will never lose its power. Well, when you water down an American Standard Version, you might be losing some power. If it doesn't mean what it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean what it doesn't mean. So you you might want to really test the spirits when you pick up. And yes, you can test the spirits. When you pick up the King James Bible, you're going to get this. Now, I ain't talking about are saved by feelings and stuff like that, but I feel the Holy Ghost. When I when I pick up something under New King James Version, I don't feel anything. But what it does though is it kind of opens up and expands the story for me. So if I'm reading about in the book of, in the Kings, uh, if I'm reading about Kings or Solomon or Chronicles, even it, it expands. Um, the meaning of the characters and when the positions that they're in and where they, at. I even use a cartoon Bible and say, well, you use a cute cartoon Bible What? no, you dummy. No, I actually use a cartoon Bible because, you know, especially this one cartoon Bible from a brother. Um, and, and you can get it at Walmart. I got to get the name for y'all later on, but it's, it's a, it's a, I have to go upstairs and get the Bible, but it's a wonderful, um, drawing of, of a lot of the scripture and the, especially in the Old Testament and it clarifies the positions of the armies and it clarifies what's going on in the story because sometimes when I'm reading like Chronicles I, especially when I first read, read, start reading books like that I, I get lost <coughs> and get things mixed up and I don't really understand what they're trying to say and I have to read it like five times especially if you're sleepy and don't be in Seattle or, or Fort Lewis or or Vancouver, Washington when there's overcast every dog on day, you'll be getting sleepy. Matter of fact there's an overcast today in and where we are at. But um yeah. So I um wanted to say thank y'all for, for tuning in. We're all, we are growing um at exponential uh, at half of exponential. We are gonna start growing. I can sense it. Um matter of fact I'm gonna be I'm um, going on um christian united broadcast network uh, a growing network um and i'm gonna be doing that you know once a week maybe twice a week i'm also on now the end begins uh which uh is out to getting twenty two million hits last week um and he's gonna set a banner on um the website um to represent in the prophecy zone and um um uh, so you have it, but, um, I wanted to say a quick thing um I believe that the Lord is our help uh, I think what's going on in 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 the Christian faith today is that a new gospel a new gospel, a new gospel could be when it's snuck up on us is that we eliminate the help of God um you say, that's not a new gospel. That's just lack of faith. <sighs> yeah, you could be right. And I didn't read any email. And I just got that for myself. I got two personalities. Hopefully you guys understand. But when you got a radio program, you kind of walk around the house talking to yourself because you're trying to figure out how you're going to say something. But I tell my family, if y'all see me talking to myself, I'm not crazy. I am not crazy. I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I got this. I got this. I got this. I don't have two people. You got it. You know, just you know, talking and answering myself. Yeah, I got it. Sometimes you gotta answer yourself. If you got a radio program and you 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 you're talking, you gotta answer yourself sometimes. But um, yeah. So, uh, God is the power of salvation. He keeps us saved. And then people say, well, what about certain addictions? I mean, it's like the last day's church is not figuring out that the power of God is is not necessarily the basics of Christianity. The simplicity of Christ is the most important thing. But the power of God supersedes everything because God is who keeps you saved. Uh, first of all, he's the one who swayed you he, to pull you over to, to he says, no one can uh, be saved unless the Father draws him. Now, I wanted to read something real quick. It says, um, in Romans chapter 1, verse 16, says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power, the power, it's the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. First to the Jew and then to the Greeks, and then when you read uh, First Peter, as soon as I can find it, First Peter is normally towards the back. I have to learn. I never learned that when I was when I was in church, and you learn Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. I didn't learn that. I kind of like just. Went about my own business, and and I said, "Don't test me on that. Don't test me." Everybody started laughing. My sisters, um, all her friends were the Bible teachers, and they just 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 just, just love me. And some of them loved me, some of them hated me in the class because I was always cracking jokes and stuff. But um, the um, chapter one um, of Peter verse five says. He's talking about us because let me let me back up into the first verse <coughs> to, to the to the fourth verse. It says, in chapter one um, of Peter's uh, First Peter. It says, "To an inheritance incorruptible, undefiled, and fate is not away, reserved in heaven for you." Now, here's here's the verse I want y'all to listening to: Who are kept by the power of God through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last times so they were kept by the power of God. Now, if you have a sexual addiction or if you have a lying problem or if you have a cheating problem or if you have a uh, you know, a uh, just anger problem and 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 we're not perfect, you know, but I I I but the the key is to 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 get to Christ likeness. And, and 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 like one of the sisters say, we sin less and less as we get closer, as, as time goes on. But what if we don't? What if time doesn't go? What if time goes on but we sin more? So, first of all, our, object, our 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 will has to be conformed to God's will, so we won't want to sin more. Um, I believe that we need to see the consequences when when a child is getting in trouble um you know in nineteen twenty twenty one, 21 and they're getting in trouble and if they don't realize the consequences at an earlier age they're going to end up going to jail or if a if a man is cheating on his wife and he don't understand the consequences that it can break down his family hurt hurt the the girl that you're cheating with hurt the wife hurt the, the, the mother-in-law, the father-in-law on both sides, hurt the whole kids. I mean, if you don't understand that the, the consequences of this, or the consequences of drinking too much liquor, or the consequences of smoking um, uh, uh, smoking cigarettes every day, I mean, there's consequences. We need to know the consequences. See, the church today has taken the consequences of sin out, They have laid it to rest. They have put it to the side. So now, uh, person, oh, you you're okay. You're fine. Um, There is no hell. Just don't worry about it. Or or there's hell, but we're not going to preach about it. But once every blue moon, some people need to know the consequences. Now Jesus has died on the cross for our sins, and He has given us the power, the power to live the Christian life because Christ through you the hope of glory. He lives in us. He says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And I think people forget that he's the life, the life of Christ living in you. And and when, when you know that the power of God separated us from our sins, it's the same, the same power that separated God, Christ, from the grave. He says, the, 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 I have not obtained, but I press on, going towards the mark. The mark, if you read that, and I think it's Philippians, if you read the mark, that he's talking about, the mark of the high calling of God, that is to enter into that resurrection power that will separate you from your sin. But you must want it. He says back in the day, um, Jesus, can you hear me? Or most of the people, he says, yeah, I'll hear you. You notice that. But sometime when he walks up to somebody, he says, I, you know, they're blind. He, he He says, do you think I can heal you? Yes, I do. Okay, you're healed. Okay, so they have to want it. You have to want to stop drinking alcohol. You have to want to stop doing fornication. You have to want to stop doing these things, and God will deliver you from these addictions. But I'm going to take a really quick break, and then I'm bring fire charge on. We'll be right back.
2: Now, be prepared to re-enter the Zone, where only watchmen dare go, and only the fearless do venture. Now, from the lands of the Pacific Northwest in FEMA Region 6, where we warn about your future, the rapture of the Church of the Concentration Camps of the Enemy, your host once again, Phil Armstrong. Welcome back to The Zone, The Prophecy Zone.
4: So if that threw y'all off, um, I'm pre-trips. I am pre chips i do not expect to see any concentration camps. Uh, and when I, I should hang up a concentration camp picture in my room, then that'll really remind me of how much I don't want to be here because I can't stand standing in long lines anyway. I, I, I listen to these um, political talks about how, the world needs to go here or go there, or be fixed this way or that way. And I just give on a barf up along because uh, I wouldn't mind living another 20 years, but I, I'm not going to delay crisis coming. I'd rather seek streets of gold and potholes anytime, but he's given me life and I, and I, and he's given me life more abundantly. And, uh, you know, I'm healthy, you know, and I have healthy kids, praise God. And uh, that's the way it rolls. Right. All right. So, um, I'm gonna bring all my guests. Hey, fire charger. Hey, bro. Hey, how you doing? Not
10: much, Uh, man. uh, Sorry, I uh, sorry I got hung up. I was getting some of that four-dollar diesel.
9: Oh, that's fine. (laughs) There's a pump,
4: pump floor.
10: Yeah, well, only when I'm trying to get on the prophecy zone.
4: <laughs> yeah, that's true.
10: <laughs> Any other time it would have been fast, but not tonight, man. I'm telling you.
9: Oh yeah, uh, I heard that.
10: I heard you talking about the the, the concentration camp thing. Um,
9: yeah. Last
10: year, right before, uh, like between Thanksgiving and Christmas, I uh-huh. went to the. Uh, uh, I went out to Colorado and I came in in the Denver, you know, airport, you know, the one that's all Illuminati with the, uh, uh, you know, the crazy evil horses and the murals and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so I I went through there, and uh, I don't know, man, anybody that's gone flying uh, in the last couple years has seen this TSA mess. Yeah. You know, and I I went through there in Denver, and they got a huge security set up, And they they make you stand in these long lines and take off your shoes and, you know, nobody act up or, you know, the whole place gets (laughs) shut down. Yes. They are just straight up training people for the concentration camps. They're just Uh training you to to get into your, uh, you know, just get in line like a sheep and, you know, you mess around and we'll put you under arrest. If you make any jokes, we'll put you under arrest. You got to let us touch your privates and then you can get on your plane. You know?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a mess, it, dude. Yeah, it is a big mess too. Yeah, yeah. I I didn't know about this that that um them things in um Denver Airport. I didn't. The last time I went through there, I, I, I had no idea that they had. That's how I went and checked it out. That was like three years ago, four years ago. So yeah. even, even if the even if the airport was there, because I don't really remember. Yeah, actually, it was there because I remember how um how the the weird looking um. Uh, parachutes they got hanging over the airport. Yeah, I do yeah. remember. That. Yeah, yep.
10: I yeah, lived man. In, uh, I lived in Colorado back in uh, 2001, 2002. I was actually there during 9/11. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And you know, so I've flown out of Denver a couple times, and that airport is literally out in the middle of nowhere. They used to have yeah. a perfectly airport in the city of Denver, but yep. now, man, it's way out in the middle of the field, nowhere. You know, there's nothing around it. Yeah. So I've heard I've heard the conspiracy theories about it being a giant underground bunker. Yeah, and uh, I I tend to believe that stuff. That yeah, I, I don't know what you talked about yet tonight, but I mean that to me that sounds like the new uh, American headquarters. If this judgment uh-huh. is on America, like I think it is.
4: Yeah, it seems like it's getting close. Hey, did you um? Did you were you able to talk to Scotty?
10: Yeah, uh, I talked to him. He said he might uh, want to come on at 930.
4: So uh, he's got your number, and I hope he's listening. What's his area code? Uh, He's out
10: in California.
4: Oh, so that's probably eight something. Okay, I'm just making sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm just making sure. Right now I'm uh, I'm just kind of fired up. So (laughs) let's keep going, man. Um, so yeah, man, what what you been looking at lately in the news?
10: Uh, I don't know, man. It's, it's kind of the same old stuff, uh, but just more of it. The, the peace and security thing really seems to be intensifying.
9: Yeah. Um,
10: You know, uh, that's something I've really, uh, kind of put that focus on in my ministry. Just, you know, with the prophetic stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Thessalonians five three says they will say peace and safety or peace and security than sudden destruction. Just since uh just since this uh attack on nine eleven with the ambassador and everything, they've been saying security non stop on the news. Uh-huh. And then, uh, you know, with the EU, they got the Nobel Peace Prize last week, so they've been saying peace a lot. Yeah. But then you've been all over Europe and it's all riots and all kinds of stuff. So yeah. I've just—I've been seeing and hearing a lot more of that, and it just seems
4: it's like it's—it's uh, it's a hot topic every time you listen to the news now. Yeah, yes indeed, yes indeed. Oh man, yeah, you're right about that. Now, the um, EU—I I thought I heard that they won the Nobel Peace Prize. I didn't know a country can win the Nobel Peace Prize, but what did they win it for? I mean, what the? It's just like Obama—it's just as worse as Obama. Um, what did what did he win it for? I mean, what did what did they win it for? I don't. Know, maybe they went it for um, fixing the trying to fix something. I didn't. I didn't know you can win a war for trying to fix something. Uh,
10: well. Yeah. I mean, it, it's the Nobel Peace Prize has really lost all its credibility. Really. Uh
9: Pretty, Yeah. But
10: last week, uh, last week something something really interesting happened, and it was actually on the same day that uh uh European Union got awarded the peace prize yeah. i was in my truck and I was listening to the news on the radio and I made a video about this but they uh they announced that the EU got uh, you know awarded the peace prize and then on the very next segment they were talking about how the uh, the NASA shuttle uh I forget what the name of it was uh endeavor yeah they were talking about how Endeavor was uh, being moved down the street in California to the museum, and they had to take down trees and power lines and stuff. And then the very next story was about how they found a giant eyeball on the beach in Florida.
4: <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah,
10: yeah. So I know, I know this. Uh, I know this sounds kind of wacky, but it was like God was kind of talking to me through this stuff because you know the first thing about the uh, European Union getting the Peace Prize. Well, when you look at the European Union and their parliament, it is designed Uh exactly after the uh, Tower of Babel. Yeah. So I fully believe that they are, you know, a representation and a body that's going after the the one world government thing.
4: Yeah. In other words, they want to lead it.
10: Yeah. uh, You know, that's, uh, I mean, that kind of goes back to the whole revived Roman Empire thing and, uh, you know, that... uh, is that the same place that has the uh, the statue of the woman riding the beast?
4: Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah it is. I
10: mean they got, the, they got the whole one world thing, you know, the whole one world, new world order thing going on over there.
4: Yeah, like they that, got the dollar bill too. They got it on one of their currencies, the women riding the beast too. Yep.
10: Yeah, on, on the euro or something. But, yeah. You know, so I was thinking about that, and then the very next story. This didn't. Uh, this didn't really connect until uh one of my subscribers left a comment and they said you know i think that the thing about the nasa shuttle is also a uh in, it is kind of like a prophecy against america you know yeah. after world war 2 we were uh you know the big superpower and uh you know we were going to the moon and we were just sitting on top of the world you know we were we were sitting on the you know king of the hill and everything uh huh you look at us now, we've turned away from God, and uh, now our big uh, our big space uh, uh, program is getting shut down. You yeah, know? yeah. Our space yeah. program has gone from shooting to the moon to now it's crawling down the street. So what does that say about America?
4: Yeah, one of the uh, last shuttles was like the Phoenix or something. It was kind of strange, the Columbia or something. But it had this, this Illuminati stigma to it, as if it was saying, you know, the Phoenix is dead, or whatever it was. I'll find. I, would, I think yeah. it was the, the the Columbia. But it had some type you of a Illuminati. Correct. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. It was weird. That whole scenario's weird. Yeah, uh, I don't. But, uh, I, I don't know uh, if this. This person. Go ahead. Oh, sorry. You
10: know, I was just gonna say that story with the NASA shuttle. Uh, Kind of had some prophetic flavor to it, but then it, they followed it up with the thing about the giant eyeball. Yeah. And I went, I went and I looked it up on uh, MSNBC's website, and they had a picture ah. of it. Yeah. And the way they were holding the eyeball, it's like the hands were forming a triangle.
4: Uh-huh. So if you turn
10: the picture sideways, it totally looked like a all uh, C and I.
4: Yeah. Wow.
10: And, uh, they were kind of. I, I don't know if it was all coincidence or. You know, maybe these news guys are, you know, just messing with the people because they think everybody's just a dumb sheep. But uh, I mean, yes. I, saw, I saw all kinds of prophetic, you know, understanding in it. Uh, You know, not something that the average person would pick up on.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people are f- asleep anyway at the switch and uh, or at the couch. But um. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You know what
10: I heard about today that uh, you guys might have even talked about it before I got on because uh, weren't you talking about the uh, Illuminati and hip hop thing? Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, I just heard that Beyonce is doing the Super Bowl now. That's going to be another big satanic ritual, don't you think?
4: Oh uh, yeah, it's going to open up the tent. That's going to open up all kinds of wicked um, flying demons coming out of the pit. Yeah, Last, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Last. Um, Eleven, eleven, eleven. I was talking about earlier about how the witches went across the United States, performing satanic rituals. And they went from uh, New York. A group of them went from New York to California. And a group of them went from California to New York. They making sure they got us good. And ever since then, people started eating people. Earthquakes started happening more. I mean, thing I mean, the, the the whole society started really kind of went, went to another level. We thought something oh, yeah. was going. We thought something was gonna happen at the Olympics but uh if anything happened I said in one of my videos if anything happens it would be uh symbolic other than some something blowing up, you know, but yeah. Wow. You, you, brought, you, up,
10: uh, you brought up California. Uh Scott is on the line. He's at the uh, he's got the six five O area code. Oh oh does
4: he? Okay, sweet. I was I, I was thinking that was him. A... Hey bro, what's up man? Hey Philip. Hey Andy, how are you guys? All right, all right. All right. So now you, you're you're trapped in the zone now, so I can have you come on all the time now. <laughs>
9: <laughs>
4: nice. I, I can have you come on my show now. That's good. That's good. That's a blessing. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, God.
10: <laughs> me and uh me and Scotty talk all the time on the side. Uh every once in a while we uh we set up some of those tiny chat rooms and had some good conversations in there. Um, I know this is kind of on a different uh, different topic, but uh-huh. the last time I set up a tiny chat room, um, people got healed, man. Some people were getting delivered, so they were, there
4: great crazy
10: going
4: on. Yeah, amen. Yeah. Amen. That's a blessing. That's a blessing. So, Scotty, man, what's what's on your radar, man?
8: Well, I've uh. I don't know if some of your listeners know, I'm, I'm also, like Andy, I make some videos on YouTube uh, following Prophecy as well. And I've uh, okay, been doing it, doing it for about a year and a half. Uh, Andy actually turned me on. He, over over a year and a half ago, I saw um, on one of Andy's videos, he had a Lewis Vega chart which showed the blood moon tetrad pattern that Mark uh, Biltz had found. And that just opened my eyes uh, like... I've been studying prophecy since back in the 80s. I used to read uh, the old Hal Lindsey books and all that. And so I knew this seven-year period was coming. And when I saw that on Andy's video, the tetrad pattern, it just, like, blew my mind. So I've been focusing back on that again lately, and I've made a couple of videos focusing on that. And that tetrad's approaching 2014,
4: 2015.
8: uh, Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of what's on my radar.
4: Yeah, you've been um – You've been looking at um, uh, what time frame uh, do you believe that's coming in the middle of the tribulation or the beginning or what? Or oh, you just don't have no idea and you just don't want to talk about it. Oh, <laughs> uh, definitely. A I lot definitely
8: pe- have an idea.
4: Okay, go ahead, man. Shoot.
8: Well, at first, um, the charts show that there's three blood moons that happened back in uh, 2010 and 2011 and then yep. in 2014 and 15 there's four which is a tetrad which is actually has prophetic significance if you look back in in uh in the past and yep. then uh in the future uh mirroring exactly the first three blood moons there's another three blood moons so there's kind of like bookends of three and then there's a tetrad right in the middle so yep. and that happens to be if you count from the middle the middle blood moons uh it's a seven year period so i last year i was thinking that the, the tetrad was going to be the middle of the tribulation period but but since it, that would have had to happen and start last year which it didn't we don't have a world dictator um now it looks to me like like the tribulation period could actually start around 2014
4: yeah yeah you do you believe also that that can be a warning shot um well i ain't saying you believe also i'm i'm asking you could it be uh, a warning shot for the middle of the tribulation period because in the middle of the tribulation period, everything goes to crap. And uh, I was thinking maybe, just maybe, I'm, I'm hoping, just maybe that uh, it was a warning for the Antichrist going into the temple and defiling it. Uh, so that would put it in almost close to the end of the second year of the, of the, of the tribulation period starting. So it would be a kind of a warning shot. You think that could be it?
8: Well that's what I thought last year. But uh new evidence has sort of popped up and I don't I don't want to step on Andy's toes here. Um but I will throw out my hypothesis real quick. Um I just recently made a video called The Most Logical Rapture Theory on YouTube. And um you can search for that on my channel. And basically what happens is I was looking in Revelation twelve and there is a sign of uh of a woman clothed in the sun with twelve stars at her head and the moon at her feet, and she was uh, in travail that she was going to give birth to the sun. And we see that basically in this prophecy in Revelation 12 that the Messiah is born of, of the woman who is Israel. And, and if we look more into that chapter, it also shows that Satan is passed down to earth in that chapter, and he has three and a half years left. So that's kind of a marking of the chronology of Revelation, and that shows that this, this sign is a mid-trib sign. And so I went into Stellarium, an astronomy program, and I believe I found it, in, and that's going to be at the Feast of Trumpets, Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippurua of 2017. Yeah. And so 2017, then, with following that logic, uh, that 2017 would be the mid-trib period. And if you, and, and interestingly enough, if you trace back three and a half years, it, it lands right at the beginning of that tetrad in 2014. There's
9: oh. my theory. Uh, wow,
10: wow. Scotty, uh,
8: you
9: yeah.
10: ever heard of 9Nania? Uh, There's a, a girl on uh, YouTube. or It's it's the number 9-N-A-N-I-A.
8: Yeah, I watched her recent video, and I made a follow-up video to that video I was just talking about, and I uploaded it yesterday, debunking her theory.
10: Really? Uh, because yeah. I, I, watched, uh, I watched one of her videos the other day, and she said that the... Uh,
1: uh, you know, I
10: only watched it on my phone, so I couldn't really, you know, really kind of eyeball the details. But it looked like the, the Revelation 12 sign was a possibility even yesterday. And, uh, yeah, you know, I, I went over the, I went
8: over the whole thing. I went over it, and so, I showed it in Stellarium how it can't work.
10: Yeah. Uh, well, I, I haven't really researched it enough. But, you know, Phil, I kind of wanted to go over the Tetrad stuff again just real go quickly. Ahead. And, go for it, man. In case any, yeah, in case anybody's not familiar with it. Uh you know, Mark Bill who's a uh uh what would you say, Scotty? he's uh El Shaddai Ministries pastor, right? Yeah,
8: he's he's a pretty good guy. He's he's pan He doesn't want to put himself in a tribulation category. However, his research is pretty sound when it comes to the uh the feast days and the blood moons.
10: Yeah, but what he discovered was that there were these four blood red moons that uh land in twenty fourteen and twenty fifteen and they land exactly on, uh, you know, the feast days of Passover, then Feast of Tabernacles, and again in 2015, Passover and Tabernacles. But what's significant is that the last several times this happened, uh, one was in like 1968, right after Israel took uh, the uh, uh, capital city of Jerusalem back, and then the time prior to that was right after 1948 when Israel became a nation, uh, the time before that was like 1492 when Israel was, uh, you know, the Jews were thrown out of Spain. But this this next tetrad in 2014, 2015 is the last one for I think several hundred years. So there's something extremely prophetic about it.
8: Yeah, I believe it's the beginning of the tribulation period. I believe that's when the, that's, and and see, just like you said, Andy, each one of these has something that's pretty major that happens to the Jewish nation. Well, that would that would be perfect for, for this next tetrad being the beginning of Jacob's trouble, which we know is a name for the tribulation period. And Jacob is, yeah. is significant as being Israel. Yeah. Well,
10: yeah. well Scotty, uh, love you, bro, but I have to kindly disagree. You know, I, I think the uh, I think we're looking at some much more imminent stuff when you start looking at uh, you know current events in Israel, and Israel expects Iran to have a nuke by spring. So I'm I'm expecting something much sooner. I I don't claim to know uh, you know all the all the theories, and you know I I fully respect your theories and your research. I just I'm looking much sooner just because of the events that we're looking at.
4: Well, you might be looking much sooner, but I'm hoping much sooner. <laughs>
8: oh, we all hope we all hope the Raptor's are gonna be much sooner. I'm just looking at I'm just lining things up in software and uh that's just what I came up with.
4: Yeah. Yeah. Well it's it's I love I, I, I love your videos, man, both of y'all. Uh, I can never get it get into it because I'm always with my kids most of the time. And it's kinda like you were saying last week. Uh, uh, you said last week, uh, Andy. You saying that it was, it was you, you don't have the time sometimes to do a good, good decent video, and I got I got flow, uh from Apple. I have I mean I have so much stuff I can blow myself up, but I
9: don't
4: have, <laughs> I don't have the time to 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 do anything really a good good video. And then I get so impulsively I pray to God, I man. I say slow me down because I'm like a time bomb ready to explode. And then when I get on the video in front of a camera, it's as if I'm sitting. It's, I, it's, I have a shock, uh, some type of a shock, where I feel like everybody's already looking at me now. Like if I have eleven, you know, eleven thousand views, when people are looking at me right now, and, that, and I get kind of, you know, I, I run out of stuff to say, you know, because I, I got so much to say. It's weird, but um, uh,
10: I got an idea for you, Phil. Uh, and don't hold me to this, but. Next video, you know, so your kids can watch it with you. Maybe I'll dress up like a purple dinosaur or something.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got the technology too. You got the technology yeah. too. What do y'all use for that? Mini cam or what? Uh Yeah, I mean, what uh,
10: I do a lot of videos. <laughs> the, the videos that I do in my truck, I use my cell phone. I mean, the thing picks up 720 uh p video. And then the ones that I do at home, I do on a Microsoft Lifecam, but I think uh I think Scotty's
4: blowing me out of the water on the technology now, yeah, yeah, what you use, Scotty Scotty's looking
8: sharper than me oh uh, well uh i I do a little bit of music as a hobby, and so I've kind of over the years acquired a bunch of home studio equipment, and yeah. I've got some some microphones and you know the mixers and the the tube preamps and all that kind of stuff, so. It's
4: fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is fun. Yeah. So what, what, what's what's the, you've been looking at the Middle East? Any of y'all been looking at the Middle East? We, we just got to talk about that a little bit. Um, I noticed that uh, Turkey uh, seems to be ratting in their sabers, and also uh, Netanyahu has just decided that, uh, he might be trying to go after Syria first, which we kind of all thought that that might be the case. Anyway, but given the fact that Isaiah 17, now Isaiah 17 says that um, the burden of Damascus, Damascus is no longer being a city and Damascus is the capital of Syria. Now, I've heard a pastor say that he thinks that maybe Turkey will be the one that's dropping a bomb, but it doesn't make any sense to me. Uh, it means, seems more like both of the two countries that are on the, you know, ranking to destroy Damascus is, is rattling both of them, rattling them, their savers. What do y'all think? Uh, starting with uh go ahead. Well,
10: uh, I never anticipated the uh, the Turkey angle. You know, when I when I used to study the prophecies about this stuff, and I read the prophecies about uh, Gog Magog in Ezekiel thirty eight thirty nine. I always thought that Turkey was in alliance with Russia and Iran. Yeah, me too, yeah. uh, But, I mean, there's obviously a twist on it now where Turkey is coming in from the other direction and really kind of throwing things off of what people expected. But I really think the Turkey thing is intensifying things in ways that we didn't see. And, uh, you know, if if Syria's got the chemical weapons on the borders and, you know, there's a threat of Hezbollah getting their on that, Well, now you got turkey destabilizing the area even more. I mean, those guys are lobbing lobbing the business back and forth at each other. What I I think is weird, though, is that when you look at um, you know you look at you look at how that that alliance didn't play out how we thought. Coming from the west side, while uh, Iran and Russia are aligning with Syria. There's something that I heard like that you look at the languages of the world. All the languages that are east of Israel are written from right to left. Yeah, or west of Israel are from left to right. So I kind of wonder if you know Turkey's kind of taking that split with aligning with the West, even though I mean, but before a lot of this Muslim Arab Spring stuff, they kind of were trying to. Align with the West and
4: get into the EU and, you
10: know, do
8: stuff like that. Yeah. So, uh, it's, just, it's weird to see that kind
4: of shift. I really anticipated that, but I think, uh, you know, it's just continuing to intensify. Yeah. Am I, am I having a hard time hearing Andy? Is it just me? No, I, I'm having a hard time hearing him, too. Uh, hey, bro, uh, are you inside I mean where where you where you at? I'm
10: on the road in a bad spot, Oh, but... right.
4: well, he, he's right. on
8: the road, he he's driving right now. He he goes yeah. through spots sometimes where uh there's no tower and then all of a sudden yeah. he's back.
4: And then he's back. Yeah, okay Scotty, so you, you fill in the blanks for that, that question. You go ahead and answer that question about uh, Turkey and uh Syria. What you think about that situation going on over there?
8: Well, I used to, I was doing a series, and I have on my channel uh, the Eter- Eternal Rhythm Flow channel. I um, I have a, a series called Wars and Rumors of Wars, and um, I was really following that for a while in the last six months because uh, when Damascus and Syria started coming into into uh, the news so much more, but now it's like it's so crazy. It's it's like it's hard to even keep up with what's going on. It's yeah isaiah seventeen one just says boom damascus is destroyed and so when yeah. damascus started coming into the news and the war started happening and and pulling a down was, was the, the, the thing of the day you know everybody was thinking wow well, this is it you know and and yeah. now it's just like it's just like everything in prophecy it seems to take forever to happen <laughs> yeah when you're when, yeah. you're when you're paying attention to it it just seems to take forever yeah um um yeah, it looks like what's going on with Turkey that – I think I heard Pastor J.D. from Aloha Bible Prophecy say, um, say that it's possible that, that Turkey could do it. Yeah, it's, that's, that's speculation. Yeah. It's, it's speculation, but like you said earlier, there's nothing wrong with speculating. I mean, even yeah. – I mean, th- that's what that's what everybody does about sports. You know, thinking about the, the next game, what's going to happen. So, speculating about what the prophecy is doesn't make you a prophet, and it, 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 it doesn't mean that you should be, you know, called names or anything. It's just we're yeah. thinking about it. So we have our yeah. ideas. Well, um, it could happen. Turkey could Turkey could do it. Uh, but but then again, maybe Israel might feel threatened, and they might just uh, push the button. Yeah. We I guess, we just won't know until it happens. But we're all just kind of waiting.
4: Um, yeah, it goes quicker when you're not waiting, though. <laughs> it becomes a surprise when exactly. you're not. Exactly. Yeah, it's like, whoa, okay, <laughs> wow.
8: Well, I mean, that's what our Messiah told us. He said, watch or these things are going to come out on, on you as a thief in the night. Watch the and we, yes. Yep. So that's what we're all doing. We're watching. And so for the for the majority of us who are watching and paying attention to this stuff, it's not going to be the biggest surprise.
4: Yeah, it's not going to be the biggest surprise. Yeah. Um, Those are all on Justin TV. I keep playing with these um, various streams, and I know it looks ridiculous, um, but uh, I'm just trying to see how stuff looks. Once I'm done here and and it loads up, I'll be uh, watching it again just to see how different angles work and stuff like that. But, yeah, uh, bro, um, I want to get you back on here, man, and and we have a – conversation uh, we have a round table and uh, we just talk about different things you know bible prophecy that i think that'll be that'll be sweet man um yeah so what i'm sorry i didn't really introduce you that i was kind of excited cuz i never had you know two big people on on here before at the same time so i got kind of uh, carried away but <laughs> so you've been doing um youtube videos for how long
8: uh it's it was uh summer of um summer of 2011 is when i i decided i would start getting involved in this and it was really again i was i was watching but i wasn't really putting my opinion uh out there and then i saw um one of andy's videos uh and i thought i thought whoa it was that tetrad it was that it was the blood moon pattern it was it's just that it's 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 signs in the heavens that man can't mess with. It's really, really, really there, and it's really happening very soon. So, yeah. I mean, that just that just got me all worked up, and I thought, you know what? I have been studying privacy, and I've been interested in it since the 80s. You know, maybe maybe someone would, would like to listen, and maybe somebody would wake up. And I've gotten a lot of emails from people saying that I woke them up, so that it makes a big difference. I feel like yeah. I'm doing something right.
4: Yeah. Amen. Amen. And that, that that's the greatest thing is to be able to sow that seed and and let the Lord use you and and and, and uh, get that word out and warning. So you consider yourself a watchman, right?
8: Yeah, yeah, if I had a show I'd blow it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought I saw you with a chauffeur. You did the one where you got you you got you you, you got raptured and you was you was playing around. You and Fire Charger did that. It's pretty neat.
9: <laughs> yeah, uh,
8: Fire Charger did the uh you, the the best the best rapture video on YouTube, and then I uh, I had to follow it up with the second best rapture video on YouTube, <laughs> where yes. we, we both oh, saw our funny. little disappearing trick.
4: Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool, especially when y'all use the trumpets. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. Well, man, that was-
8: that's the last trump, the last trump of First 1 Corinthians 1552 is the taqiyah gadolah, which is the last trumpet that, that they blow at uh, Yom Teruah, the Feast of Trumpets. Yeah, so yeah. So you, you can get sound files of that. People blow shofars all the time. They've got all those, those, uh, those sound files available.
4: Yeah So do you Do you believe it 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 can happen On one of the Feast of Trumpets still
8: I have a tendency To fall that direction um, Just based on That Messiah He died at Passover Uh, He went into the the tomb At at First Fruits Or I'm sorry On unleavened bread And he raised from the dead On First Fruits And then 50 days later uh, He sent the Holy Spirit Down at, at Pentecost So that shows a pattern of him fulfilling these feast days, which actually the feast day, in English we call them the feast days, but it's actually, you uh, know, in, in the original it's called the Moed, or the Moedin is plural, and that means the appointed time. So, so these yeah. are, are these are marked times on God's calendar, and he basically told us in advance, I'm going to do some big stuff. And we've yeah. got three left. And the Feast of Trumpets makes, if you understand if you really study that day and, and what it means to them, the blowing of trumpets it, it, it correlates to um the rapture and it correlates to the blowing of the last trump, which is exactly what Paul wrote about. So it makes a ton of sense. We won't know yeah. until it happens, but it, to me it makes a ton of sense.
4: Oh yeah. He was back in the queue all that time, man. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, it does make a ton of sense. Um and I'm still and I and and I'm still leaning Towards uh, Rosh Hashanah, and the reasons why is because I still, I still, still see a scenario that kind of works out like yours, where 2014 or 15. By then, all the Rosh Hashanahites will be off the radar by then, and everybody be looking towards some other something else, and then, you know, boom. And, you know, at an hour that you think not. Um, and, and that can also apply right now to where, you know, we're thinking this way and it, and it, and it happens another way. So I tend to think, you know, I'm be ready all the time, like my pastor just said. But Rosh Hashanah, I can't I mean, to me, it fits like a glove. And when, you know, I'm you a person trying to put on a glove, perfect glove, you know, for that perfect person's hand. And uh, you know, I'm not gonna look the other way. I'm, I, I just say I'll look. I'll be looking always. But uh, I'll see you back, Andy. All right?
10: Yeah, man. Uh, I agree with uh, I agree with both of you about how Ross Hashanah fits so well. Yeah. But, uh, I also I also lean towards the doctrine of emin- imminency, and uh, you know, I I know you're supposed to look at Israel as kind of a timepiece, the time clock. You know, if you want to know where you're at. In uh, the end times You look at what Israel's doing And it it really looks like There's going to be some action Between them and Iran uh, You know, either the end of this year Or early next year at the latest So, you know, while I I really like The Rosh Hashanah theory I also Also have kind of a theory where um, You know how the the feast days Were fulfilled all in rapid succession The first time Jesus came yeah. You know, he's three in a row at his crucifixion and then Pentecost. Well,
9: yeah.
10: Then I'm kind of of the opinion that the, the last three are all going to happen all together. Yeah. And so instead of putting the rapture on Rosh Hashanah, I know uh, I haven't heard this theory a lot, but I think uh, I think maybe uh, Pastor JD from Aloha Bible Prophecy might have been talking about it.
9: Uh huh. But
10: if you go back to the Book of Joshua and you look at Jericho. Mm hmm went walking around uh, Jericho seven days, and then on the last day there was a great trumpet and a great shout, right? Yeah. And, then they, and they conquered the city. So, I'm kind of of the opinion that maybe Rosh Hashanah is a fulfillment of you know, Armageddon when Jesus is like, you know, coming back and blowing trumpets and killing people with the sword of his mouth. Yeah. Uh, so, I've heard some good theories on that, and I, I'm kind of thinking that you know, we shouldn't be so dogmatic on the uh, Rosh Hashanah thing and, you know, be open to that interpretation also because that that
4: maintains the three piece, three false feasts all together. Yeah. But yeah. either way, uh,
10: I think everybody, you know, Rosh Hashanah or not, everybody that's watching is like, Jesus, this place sucks. Get me out of here. <laughs>
9: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, yeah. Yeah.
10: Uh, I got a cool uh, I got a cool little joke from the Holy Spirit like probably a week or two ago. Uh-huh. I was um, I was sitting in my truck and I was at a, a warehouse getting getting my truck loaded and uh, you know they, when I got there they were like uh, well it's going to take us about three hours to get you loaded and I was like all right well I'll lounge around and take a nap or whatever so I wake up and it was almost four hours after I got there. And I yeah. Sit up, I sit up and I say, Lord, get me out of here. I want to get out of this place. And I said to you, the Holy Spirit, I felt like he said, behold, I come quickly. So I was talking about getting out of the warehouse. He's talking about getting off this planet.
9: Yeah. When you
10: hook when you, when you up, behold, I come quickly, it's in Revelation 3.11. Uh-huh. And, it, uh, you know, it says, behold, I come quickly and hold fast that no man takes your crown and all that. But if you yeah. read you read Revelation three ten right before it, it's the verse that says uh, you know, about uh keeping you from the hour
4: of uh temptation that comes upon the whole world to try them and all that. So Yeah.
10: The, the verse right before that, Behold I come quickly is talking about the rapture.
4: Yeah, 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 it is.
10: <laughs>
4: yeah. So what what
10: so the Holy what... Spirit wants to joke with me, I'm all for it. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Yeah, I heard that, yeah. So i like, my my little kid telling tell me that the Jesus is coming back soon. He kind of scared me because he sort of hide around the house sometimes. And I'm like, this dude didn't get raptured on me. I'm, I didn't hear no trumpets, you know. So he, I said, I hope I ain't got left behind. I, last time I, I checked, I was repenting. I was yeah. clean. Check, 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 double check. You know yeah. <laughs> You know, so I think it's that near, man. Either it be two years go by fast, man. My my three year old is like trucking alone, man, and she's she'd be three pretty soon. And and I and my wife would say, well, don't don't you remember when you know Taylor used to do this or this? I said I don't remember that. I mean that that's how quick time went. And I'm like, man, you know, two years can go fast. But the you know, who knows, like the 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 Middle East is about is heating up. Now I can simmer down again, you know, and then and then heat back up and simmer down again. But there's some there's some hard hardcore contractions there, you know, if you, if anybody knows about having having a kid. That's some hardcore hey, uh, contractions. I just I just had a good thought
10: that uh it's definitely relevant to the time we're in. I had a you know, I was talking to somebody today and if you look at this election situation wouldn't you say that uh doesn't matter who gets elected in November, there's gonna be riots because if Romney gets elected, they're gonna riot because you know, Obama's thrown out. But if Obama gets elected then the conservatives and everybody that feels like he's so and destroying the country, they're gonna riot.
4: Yeah. Yeah. The um one right, of Obama's elected
10: man, it's gonna be a mess.
4: Yeah, one of Obama's um uh Ken folks was running for something in Kenya or somewhere and he he gave the advice to that to that individual cousin to um start martial law or something like that if you lose so you, yeah you think he's going to carry out on his own advice <laughs>
6: oh
10: yeah well you know another thing uh i think the uh i think the election is extremely relevant to what we're looking at because Israel feels like America has like turned their back on them, right? Yeah. So if Obama gets reelected, how's is Israel going to feel? They're going to be like, "Oh man, we're up the creek now. We got to take matters into our own hands."
4: Yeah, pretty much. And that's
10: the way I see it. And yeah. I, I don't think I don't think Romney can uh, I don't think Romney can take the the uh, I don't think he can take the presidency simply based on what the Bible says because he is. Uh, He's with Netanyahu, and if uh, you know, if, he, if he starts supporting Israel again,
4: well, then that goes against the whole concept that Israel will be alone, and that they won't have any friends in the world, right? Yeah, 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 that so is true. They
10: can't, have, they can't have Romney being all friendly to him again.
4: Yeah, that is true. Hey, gentlemen, uh, I kind of made a mistake and kind of let the time slip up on me. Uh, We got like a couple of seconds. Anybody want to give Scotty, uh, tell them where they can find your stuff at.
8: Oh, thank you. I'm on YouTube. It's three words in a row, eternal, rhythm, and flow. Eternal, rhythm, flow, and you've got some prophecy videos over there. Thanks
10: for having me.
4: Okay, amen. God bless you. Thanks, bro. And you fire charger?
10: Yes, uh fire charger. That's where I'm
4: at. <laughs> okay, that was easy. All <laughs> right. Thank you, brothers, for coming on. I'd like to get you all on as soon as possible again so we can um, talk about more stuff. God bless you yeah, all. Next time, you might think about 2012 uh, or
8: December 21st next
4: time. Okay. Yeah. All right. Okay. All right. God bless you all. God bless you. Yeah. God yep. bless All right, we're still on uh uh we're still on um Justin TV. I just like to um say thank you all for watching. Um we we are working on um the kinks on Justin TV. Um I noticed that the power on the uh on the internet is not as powerful. We can we get sticks and you know different sticks. Um, the the video is sticking and, and uh, you know, it's not going with a constant flow. So we're working on that. And also we're working on um, various scenes. So when we go from scene to scene, uh, it won't look so, you know, mechanical. And also I am looking to get this screen fixed in front of me. So I can look more at the camera and get this screen fixed. So at least I'll be looking a little bit off instead of way over here, because I have to I have to control my switchboard. But I like to thank Fire Charger for coming on and Scotty. Also, I got to get Scotty's last name because I don't know it. But both of them are on um, YouTube, so check check them out. Uh, God bless y'all and uh, Polly. This is Polly going to really stick, but I'm going to go ahead and play a commercial. And, uh, see y'all later. No, I just tapped that button good enough. Did I not tap that button? I know I tapped that button. Please don't come back on. <sighs> yeah, that turned out to be all right. I mean. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I'm at the parade before all the radio shows. or every radio show come along so Screaming, yeah, we did scream through the right computer, I think. Not ready yet. Let's look at the. Uh, maybe that's what it is. The like to me, it's ready.
9: You gotta work hard on this, man. I guess.
4: Here. I didn't even cut it off yet, uh, drop this conversation, Drop it like it's hot.
7: With the Lucky lands Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
2: This is your captain speaking, uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that, it's just these cash prizes I add up quick, so I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky.